citizen detectives, and welcome to House of Quigley, our Yellow Jackets podcast with a title that pays homage to the woman who always buys two of things, because that way she has enough to share. Um, oh God. Wow. <laughs> My name is Frances, and I am joined by the ultimate citizen detective, the darling jet setter. She is on the other side of the world. She's in front of me, but she's on the other side of the yeah. world. It's Alyssa. Alyssa, how are you, my darling? How are you feeling? What's going on? Hello, Francis. Hello, 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 hello. Hiya. <laughs> I am good. How are you? Um, yes, I am. I did recently get off a very long plane trip, and now I am in the United Kingdom, which is very far. It is a very far journey from Australia. It is approximately 24 hours. Um, including, uh, not including four hours worth of delays and then a four hour train ride. So, um, yes, I have had two full nights sleep though. So I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling good. I'm showered. I'm clean. I'm housed. I'm fed. (laughs) I'm still a little tired, but yes, I I am here. And so are you. And Francis, I I would just like to say that, um, Francis, if, if you were, um, if you kidnapped and being brainwashed, by a uh, purple, like purple wearing people cult, I would come and rescue you and I would be there oh. like Misty and I would have my uh, handbag full of things that I was going to rescue with um, and I would get you out of there, Francis. Wow. Thank you, Alyssa. That is like, that would just warm yeah. the heart. I just wanted you to know that. Well, I would do the same for you. Thank you. I would do the same for you. I, I would show up with my with my brass knuckles and my binoculars yeah. and, you're and my syringe. syringe. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so much in that scene. Oh my god, that is like you know what? That is a true mark of friendship. It is like really. It really is. Yeah. Alyssa, that is just beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's you know it's been a big weekend and episode as well a huge episode you were on the plane when the episode dropped i know how did that feel oh that sucked because like i think pretty much everywhere i've been i've managed to um you know like most planes have wi-fi these days but for some reason none of mine did this time (laughs) so i was like yeah and then um when i landed in singapore i was connected to the airport wi-fi and i was like i'm gonna try and just get on paramount plus here but no singapore Mm. is like you cannot access it in this region because it's not available and i was like oh my gosh gosh." so yes i had to i watched the episode like i think four days late and um i saw about 24 hours ago and you um, obviously watched it when it first came out on friday you know, I'm a little bit jet lagged, so I'm glad that you have watched it a couple of times and you're like, I know how to lead this conversation. Don't worry, Alyssa. I am carrying you over my shoulder. Yeah. I am carrying you over my shoulder. Five and carry, like, <laughs> I'm carrying you like a sack of potatoes. Yes, I, I'm like curled up in your neck and I'm snoozing peacefully. <laughs> I'm like, there, there. There, 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 child, sweet child. Yeah. There, there, child. Yeah. Go to sleep. No, it's okay. You know what? I think that that is very, um, no, I think that it's like really interesting because I, I mean like that this was the episode that you were on the plane for because I had this like full blown experience. I think I told you like Mm. right after I watched it that this episode took me from liking Yellow Jackets to loving Loving Yellow Jackets. Yeah. And it's really like. I'm not trying to act like that's a common thing that usually happens to me. Usually when I like a show, 
um, and I've watched a whole season and a half of it, it generally tends to stay at that level. Like, I find that when I love something, like a new show, I may not love it in the first few episodes, but by the end of the first season, I know if I love it or not. Yeah. Weirdly, Yellow Jackets has been a slow burn for me, and you know, know. how much I love a slow burn. Yeah, you do. And and I love a slow burn in stories, but like this thing has like been a slow burn for mm. me, um, because I actually think for me, like as much as season two hasn't been perfect, I have enjoyed season two mm. significantly more, and I think it might be because it's just a little bit more mature. It's a little bit more character like heavy like I feel like I'm really getting to know these characters I'm starting to understand their motivations a lot more Mm -hmm. um we're kind of moving away a little bit from like the teenager perspective and because they're forced into like an adult situation they're having to act like Mm. adults in this situation so you're seeing like almost like yeah a more mature story and like I'm I'm really into it you know yeah yeah I definitely Mm. agree um I really felt that sense of like, you know, in this episode, obviously we'll talk about um, what happens with Shauna, but I really got that mm. sense in this episode is is this is the key moment that really branches off Shauna's storyline into like barreling towards the adult she is now that really yes. quite, you know, quite disturbed, like, you know, off bit of an off kilter type personality i guess like this is the moment like when she loses mm-hmm. her baby that she just goes in the complete other direction um so i thought that was cool because i feel like i feel like this episode both storylines both the teen and the adult storylines both kind of end in a really like impactful and important place mm-hmm. um it, you know a moment of like i guess a crux moment fork in the road I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I agree. Yeah. I think that this was this was the moment. And we spoke about this last week that we had a feeling that episode six was going to be the moment the, of the cliff. The yeah. changing point. Yeah, yeah. The turning yeah. point. <clears throat> and here we are now. Yeah. And they and, and have had their turning point. Yeah. I remember oh. you I remember when you were watching season one of Yellow Jackets and um yeah, I remember you being like, I like this, but I don't like you know, I'm not really into it 100%. Mm. And then I remember that sort of changed around the season finale or around the end and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm really into this show. And then obviously we were both like, yeah, let's do season two. Like, we'll, we'll talk about it because, like, you know, we see, we both saw the potential of, like, this really cool story happening. And I agree. Like, I've thoroughly enjoyed season two more. I think mostly because we're getting a lot of stuff answered and there's, like, and there's obviously more mysteries in place and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we're getting into the deeper part of the story now. Um, less surface Yeah, and, and, and even if we're not getting all the answers about everything mystery-wise, we yes. are getting a lot of answers about why characters are the way they are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, like even, yeah. like, even, like, seeing how Misty confided in someone about the black box last episode yeah and it tells you so much about misty now like it tells you misty does cannot be vulnerable like she's afraid to like you know what i mean to really tell the truth like yeah and i think um yeah like and even like with shauna as you said like this experience obviously has shaped her yeah into the woman that she is now where she struggles to connect with her daughter and mm. struggles to connect with her husband on that that like where she re- she she admitted it in the episode that she struggles yeah definitely. she's bad at it you know yeah. and now you know why she's bad at it like yeah, that's definitely. so cool to kind of get that answer yeah, there to the kind inside. of fit the piece of the puzzles in. absolutely 
Alright, so let's just... We'll hop into more of Shauna's story towards the back end of this podcast, I think. Yeah. But I think a way to start it that might be good would actually be Thaisa. Just because yep. I think this is a this this will lead into um, some of our other characters. Now we're seeing Ty, obviously as with Van at the shop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still with her, and you can kind of get the indication that Van is very much struggling to be around Ty. Like yeah. there's a lot of like glances and then looking away, and a lot of like just like really she she's almost like getting frustrated with Ty's language because like you know she even says at one point you're married Ty so there's no us anymore mm. right and she's yeah. like trying to like say like stop saying these things to me and I think that she the reason why she's doing that is because she's obviously she still has feelings for her you know you can yeah. tell there's like there's there's part of her that's like holding things back mm-hmm. um yeah definitely and you know yeah, like, what did you think about just those interactions at the beginning of the, of between them? Like, you know, just how they were talking to each other in the store and how yeah. Van was just, like, getting a little bit, like, you know, even, like, when Thais is like, why didn't you wake me? Mm. And she was kind of like... Not my fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. You could just feel there's a bit of a push and pull happening there. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um, what did you take from that? I was just thinking about how, you know, we were talking about in the last pod um, and how you mentioned, like, that Van has always had a little bit of fire in her. And mm-hmm. I definitely still saw that here. But I do feel like, I i mean, I definitely get the impression that Van herself is going through something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, we saw that she, like, had some pills. Like, maybe there's a pill dependency or she, you know, got some um, other mental health issues going on. Or maybe she's even sick. I don't know. Um, yeah. She talked about yeah. having savings in this episode and so like ty was obviously like oh like you know look at all these bills kind of thing like you know can't, mm-hmm. you know this can't, this store can't really pay the bills and van was like a bit defensive of, of that and I, to be honest i think he would be though because like you know there's a sense of like taisa is very successful right like she's got a wife and a child and she's a state senator and you know she she just won a vote um i mean obviously we don't know how they ended as a couple but i feel like you know, with someone that you spent that much time with and perhaps you loved so much and you, you know, you, you, you're both trapped in this traumatic ex- environment, but you, you had a love that you found together in it. Like, I do feel like Van wouldn't be able to totally let that go, maybe the way, maybe Thaisa can't either, but it's sort of, Thaisa's done a better job of, like, patching up her emotions and kind of, I don't know, getting on with things. Yeah. I, I also think that, you know, I, you know, like, I mean, well, and they don't have a very long storyline in this no. episode. They're just like bits and pieces. And that's kind of why I wanted to touch on it first, just so we could hit on it, like, just real quick. Yeah. But like, there is a part as well, you know, when they're on the way to the wellness center. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, yeah. Misty gives them a call, and that's a really funny phone call. We'll go into more of that later. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, you know, but but I just felt like when they're on the way to the wellness center, you know, I mean, like Van like says a couple of jokes about she says a couple of jokes about Kool Aid and like the white Nikes like giving way to like um uh, what's it called Jonestown and Heaven's Gate cults and whatever else, and so that was like cool references. But Ty says she needs like she actually says to Van in the car that she needs to be here. Like, she mm-hmm. can't keep doing what she's doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So clearly she knows Yeah. Lottie is the answer to this. And it's yeah. so interesting as well because I'm kind of like, 
obviously we saw that this was already happening Mm. with her younger counterpart, like where she was, you know, like in the forest and Lottie was helping her to like, kind of like stop waking up in the night and becoming the other tie and walking around and, and almost walking off a cliff and all that shit. But like, what is it that Lottie actually has done long term that makes yeah. her think that this is how it stops? You know what I mean? Because I can't imagine she came out of yeah. the wilderness and suddenly stopped. So was she seeing Lottie consistently about this problem before she went away? Because like obviously she had schizophrenic and like you know you hear obviously mm-hmm. as well that Shauna says that she was barely coherent. Mm, yeah, that, there episode, were a lot of right? references to Lottie yeah. being in the so, mental institution. Yeah, yeah, so it's like if she's barely coherent, then you've got to wonder, like, how was she when she... Because obviously she first came out, we saw what she went through with, like, shock therapy and all of that. But there's obviously got to be a period of time there when, where maybe there was, I don't know, something? Like, mm. I, I'm trying to, like, piece it together in my mind, but... Yeah, I kind of get I the... Know. I kind of get the feeling that whatever Lottie is feeling because we obviously had that scene of Lottie chatting to the psychologist which we should actually mm. talk about because it was a bit of a weird fucking conversation we need to talk about that we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that when we talk about Lottie um mm. but yeah there was um you know Lottie is talking there a lot about having this feeling of like you know everyone coming back together and it is bringing people back together and like Lottie's obviously concerned for you know another reason but i do wonder if the other characters are feeling the same sense of like needing completion or needing something like needing to yeah like ty said she can't continue like this because clearly she's at a point where she can't live her life you know she can't pretend anymore she's you know her her other self is like back in force and maybe for many years um had gone away we don't i don't think we really know what happened there the same with Lottie. Mm. I mean, in previous episodes, Lottie said, like, I, you know, I'm starting to get these visions again. Mm. And it seemed like it had been a long time without them. Mm. So I just wondered if, yeah, there, there's this sense, there's this feeling that all the characters are feeling, which is, like, whatever we are doing in our lives, like, now, we're not at a point where we can move on with our lives. And maybe they never will. Yeah. And Natalie even says something similar where she says, like, we're all like this when she's talking to Misty in the wellness center. Misty. They have that conversation yeah. and it's like that trauma and PTSD. Like, yeah, there's de- definitely something interesting about Lottie and even the way Van, the way Van reacts Resort, when she sees Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did you think was going on there? I don't know. I really don't know. How did you read that expression? I read that expression as trepidation, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah i read it as like Mm. man was like oh holy shit like she's there and she's in the flesh Mm. it could have been though if she thought lottie was in a mental institution like oh like is lottie okay like lottie seems okay um Mm. but yeah i mean my immediate sense that i got was of like of concern i don't know what did you get when van saw lottie I got it's a tough one because yeah. I actually feel like I feel like Lauren Ambrose deliberately made it complicated because mm. I'm looking at it and go she is not giving any specific emotion here she is giving yeah. five like there are yeah, five it different could be anyway yeah. she is looking fearful she's looking awestruck yeah she's looking like she's in awe yeah she's looking like 
she's having a reverent moment looking at some higher being. Yeah. She's looking like she's anxious. She's looking like there's there's all these different things yeah. happening on her face and through her eyes. Like brilliant, brilliantly acted. Like because I really was like really well acted. I have no like I'm like I see so much going on. Yeah. I see I see all this shit going on. The one thing that I'm not getting is that she's comfortable. Yeah. It's very intense. Yeah, I think it just means a lot of different things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, the awestruck thing could definitely be on the money because, obviously, like, at this current stage in the teenage past storyline, we know that Van sees and believes something in Lottie and in mm. the wilderness. It, it could be definitely something like that where, yeah, where she's gazing upon a high being um, and, and maybe she she has a feeling like they all do and that Lottie is a key to a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I, it almost felt... Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I feel like it seems like the key is them all being together again or the core group mm-hmm. being together again. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to see a bit more of that next episode. Um, yeah, and, like, yeah, obviously that, that zoom out where mm, we saw the symbol in absolutely. the dirt. Yeah, for um, sure. And that only happening when the five of them... Yes, we, we only see that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a sense of like um, all of their storylines are like now converging, converging. onto one one mm. path. Yeah, I think I'm really gonna enjoy that. Oh, I'm so excited! And you know why? <laughs> Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Can yeah, tell me, tell me, Misty, Misty, Misty. So in 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 the opening credits, you know how Misty's dancing like around a bonfire. Yeah, yeah. That's happening next episode. Oh yeah, it was it is. in the previous yeah, next definitely. episode. <laughs> Oh and you God. know how I know that, Francis? Because I watched the credits. <laughs> I know. You did. Yeah. I am so proud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a side note, because we didn't establish this last episode. I am obsessed with the opening credits of Yellow Jackets. Like, I think I think they are 10 out of 10. I, I literally am doing head banging whenever that thing comes on. I turn it up. I love it. I watch it every it week. Uh, whoever whoever thought of putting that on there and like making that the opening credits, you are a genius. It is a one of my plus. favorite opening credits ever. A plus yes, from Hassel Quigley. Thank you. Before we move cool. on from Van and Ty, if there's anything else you want to add, but there's one question that I do have. Okay. Next episode in the uh, in the preview, we have seen that they are about to share a kiss, mm. both of them, mm-hmm. like leaning in. It's not like you know anyone just like Rah! like it's really just there. They're you know like the last episode where yep. Ty just kind of roughly kissed her. Yeah. It's more of like they're actually having a moment. Like it looks yeah. like they're like sitting away from the group and they're having yeah. like a vulnerable moment. Um, I don't know if I believed when Van said to Ty in the car. Because she said, "It's not to do with you." Because it's not to do with you. Don't flatter yourself. Because I was like, I believe that fifty percent. And the reason why I only believe it fifty percent is because I think that she's correct in the sense of she's probably given up on love because she can't find someone that connects with her like the way that she needs it. Yeah. But I think that's because she had tie. That I think that it's like a fifty-fifty situation. Yeah. What do you think? I I agree. Like I I well. When I was watching that scene, I was a bit confused because I was trying to figure out the intention behind the words. But mm. I agree. I feel like it's half true. And I feel like it's also um, maybe Van convincing herself a little bit as well. Like trying to convince yeah. herself. Like if I just say it out loud, that makes it true. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I personally think that, um, you know, uh, they're going to, 
yeah, once once they actually start talking about what's happened in the past however many years since they've been apart. Um, and yeah, they're sitting in front of a fire and, and it looks like they're drinking and stuff. And, and those like kind of things come out when, when you kind of have the right ingredients for them. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling like, I don't know, those feelings might still be there. Um, yeah, I think those feelings are definitely there on both sides. Yeah, um, just from the way that I'm picking it up, I just don't feel. Yeah. I think that that Thais is asking too many questions about her love life and about her like yeah you know, to to kind of not that you don't do that with an ex. Like you can if you're on good terms, I suppose you could ask questions, but it just feels a little like. It just feels a little too much. Like everything's about us and you and me and you know, uh, I have you given up on love? Like, it's really, yeah. like, you know... And hmm. also, like, I don't... Uh, I feel like Taisa doesn't have, like, their exes now. They don't have anything to do with each other. Like, Taisa yeah. has no, like, right to know what's going on in Van's life. And the fact that yeah. Van said, like, I get my needs met and Taisa was, like, ill. What does that yeah. mean? I was like, what? Like, you obviously <laughs> haven't been in her life for a long time. Like, you can't pass judgment on her. Like... Yeah, it was um, a little bit judgy. It was it, a bit judgy. A, I mean, I think it was it was probably more of concern for Van. Mm. You know, yeah, you can tell there's like some hurt there just beneath the words as well. And so maybe that's what we'll see, like talking about some of that hurt and acknowledging the ways that they have hurt each other. And yeah, you know, maybe that leads to. But yeah, then it's also like complicated because obviously, like Taisa has this whole other life and. Mm-hmm. you know um i don't really see a happy ending for them either yeah i gotta be real honest like as much as like i respect simone i this is what she's is definitely what not TV banned does. like 100 yeah. this is what this is what tv does to you right yeah they make you care i watch van every episode of yeah. course i'm gonna care more about her than simone you know like yeah. of course i'm gonna want her happy like that's just how it works yeah definitely. so i'm i it's hard for me to really care about Ty's other life as much as I understand she has another life at the end of the day if she kisses Van I'm like okay you know like I'm okay we're like there with the with the streamers like woohoo yeah (laughs) Yeah. I'm like got a party popper we are ready to celebrate um speaking of celebration let's talk about the best character on the show Misty um so we're gonna talk about older we're gonna talk about old older Misty because younger Misty has a really big part of the plot when it comes to uh Sean's baby so we'll just touch on older Misty here and like fucking can't wait. Yeah. So the the this the episode basically starts with Misty signing into the cult with all of her brass knuckles yeah. and syringes and binoculars yeah. to save her kidnapped friend Natalie. Yeah. Um and when Lottie sees her, she is not happy to see Misty. The look on her face. She was like, I have never seen Lottie, like older Lottie put a a face like that i was like damn she looks real troubled that misty's yeah. there and i'm like and misty is also you know, like judging lottie like you can see her eyes like you know just slowly taking lottie in her outfit she's like mm-hmm. she's like hello charlotte yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. i think i was gonna say just on a side note before i go on about yabbering about misty for a thousand years yeah. like in that moment where she looks at misty i have this thought and i want you to tell me if this is insane Okay. I had this thought. Okay. My thought is this. I think that if Lottie does not know about the black box, 
that she destroyed that in that moment she had a vision that she did she definitely was alluding to she pulled away and held her head and then she goes actually stay with us and i'm like Oh? Yeah, what? something. I think something happened in that moment. Um, interesting about the black box. I hadn't thought that it could be the thing that she saw. I just, I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, I think maybe because it's fresh in the last episode that it was what I came. I was like, did that? They wouldn't know. Like, surely they don't know that she destroyed the black box. Like, otherwise she would not. Like, they would have killed her or something. Or like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it just feels like it's something that she's kept a secret. Like, I. And based on the last episode, it would make sense why she kept it a secret. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, anyway, that that's really the only thing I think I could think that would be kept a secret from the other people. Like, I can't think of anything else unless something else does happen that Misty would be like, "I need to take this to my grave now." Yeah, after what happened with Bestie, I have to. Yes. I cannot talk to this about anyone. But. Yeah, good be. Yeah, just a passing thought that I had. Wanted to say it, just yeah. in case. She definitely but had a moment where she looked like she was seeing something and she was in pain. She, she... But, but she may have also thought something else because here's my other thoughts, right? I, can I say? <laughs> I, I turn into a giggle pot when I talk about Misty. I just fucking love her so much. Like, I can't even, I just love her. Um. Okay, can we just talk about the way that their conversation happened? Because yeah. the way that the way that that she comes up and she's like, "I'm here to, you know, save my kidnapped friend Natalie," yeah. and then she's like, "They were just talking to Lottie," and then like Lottie's yabbering on about how this is a place of love and acceptance, and then Misty, like a ten year old on a playground, says, "You two aren't even friends." Like the yeah. way that she says it. She literally said it like a kid. I was like, oh my God, it was so childish, but I fucking loved it. I yeah. fucking loved it. It was really um, good. Yeah. Yeah, but after she said, you two aren't even friends, that's when Lottie had her brain meltdown. So like, I don't know. I mean, here's my other thought. Okay, go, go, go. chaotic, right? Okay. We don't talk enough queer on this podcast and I'm just about to get there, okay? I propose a love triangle, okay? Oh. And the love oh. triangle is... Lottie, Natalie, and Misty. <laughs> you know, I've definitely been getting gay vibes from Natalie, 100%. As because, an adult. Okay, first of all, Misty is really obsessed with Natalie. Like, yeah, definitely. obsessed, right? And then mm. Lottie is kind of obsessed with Natalie. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, like, oh. <laughs> your, your little, like, gaydar thinking, ding, ding, ding. Like, I have my hand on my, my cheek. I, yeah. I'm picking something up. The queer yeah. vibes are zhuzhing. Um, No, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I just had this thought because I was like, not that I'm expecting them to, like, because, you know, a lot of the time in television, they do that thing where it's like, you ha- you already have your gay couple. Like, you already have your lesbians. Like, you know, yeah. it's fine. But I'm just getting, I'm just getting, like, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Well. Like, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely got your got you got your detective cap on. <laughs> yeah, I do. I am a citizen detective for the queers. <laughs> got your laser vision goggles on. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, just going back to that, someone said, like, I read a theory, and someone said that, like, the look that Van gives Lottie is one of like reverence and love, and maybe like Lottie is someone important to Van. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've already got one established queer couple, yes, exactly. But yeah. um, yeah, you know, I feel like I, I was, I kind of 
like got this like my little gaydar ping 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 was going off when between Natalie and Lisa because I was just like oh like you know I mean you and I both know when we have watched another show I really love relationships that start out in hatred and anger (laughs) 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 and I'm not gonna talk well I will mention Villadelle and Eve (laughs) stupid show hate it never watching it ever again but um yeah they have this moment where they obviously start out and they like hate each other and I was like and I was like oh like you know like Natalie literally stabs her in the face with a fork Mm -hmm. I was like wouldn't that be fun but obviously now it's gone into a lovely like really wholesome um mental health discussion and they're they're both looking out for each other and they're both um talking Mm. about depression and suicide which I just want to say quickly I am also concerned about because I feel like it could go either way and I'm worried that something might happen to Lisa I don't know she seems like very Mm. mentally strong but I'm just concerned that Natalie may be encouraging something in her that it's not the best thing. But anyway, so, but at the start, I was just like, ooh, like, ooh. I think Natalie is obviously very clearly in love with um, Travis as well. Rip. So, um, well, in love, I don't know. I don't know what the relationship is they have. Um, She said, called him her best friend this episode. Uh, Can love your best friend. Obviously, I love you, Francis. (laughs) But not in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, but yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what Nat meant. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying because as much as I'm on the Nat and Misty best friend train, I'm like, hmm, yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying. But I I'm think saying, like you know, we we always talk about this. We talk about how like we will see it anywhere. We will. See oh, we see it, it anyway. anywhere. And I would not be surprised. Oh my gosh. But also, I was going to say I would not be surprised if because you're talking about the whole hatred to to lover thing. What if that happens to, like, young Nat and young Lottie in the cabin? Yeah. Because, hear me out, right? 18 months is a long time, okay? It really like, is, a long yeah. time to be with the same people all the time. And yeah, if when true. you're, like, feeling lonely and, like, Travis is, like, just, like... Being off, an annoying you know, little like, shit, let's be real. Yeah, like, he's, like... So, sort out your trauma. We, we will see, right? But I'm just putting it out there, like... Because we don't talk about it enough with this show. Dude, I would love, like... This is know. a girls' soccer team, damn it. Like, <laughs> Actually, that's a very good point, obviously. And um, we were obviously talking about... I mean, well, we talk about it all the time. We are huge fans of the Australian national uh, football team, the Matildas. Yes, Tilly Tillies. Yeah, the Tillies. If, if you have not heard of this team, go and watch their documentary on Disney+. Plus. It's called The Matildas, The World at Our Feet. I'm not giving a plug to a random show, but it's great. Great plug. <laughs> yeah, we were laughing about how the fact that there's literally, like, I think one, maybe, there's probably more than one straight member, but it seems like there's mm-hmm. literally one straight member in, in the core, um, I guess maybe the starting 11, I don't know. It's a big queer party. And it's I'm, a big I'm queer love it, fest, you know? and I love yeah. it. And, yes, I agree. But then again, um, well, it is the 90s, but, like, there would definitely be more than one closeted person in there. And I feel like Natalie could definitely go either way. So yeah, um, and like I don't want to like be she's she hasn't necessarily like get like I'm not saying that she's really done any but the whole thing is is that that there's just moments between her and Lottie or moments like with Misty even like just I just wouldn't I just wouldn't be surprised if there's like some crushing yeah. going on there I wouldn't be surprised no no so. no and 
it was funny though that made me laugh because i um i told you that when i was on the plane i started watching the show called gentleman jack and if obviously mm-hmm. if you are a queer person you know about the show <laughs> but like i'm like so used to like yeah like reading in between the lines for like my queer relationships yeah. and like you know you're like oh like even when we saw ted lasso La- ted lasso before keely and jack actually did become a thing you and I were both like, oh, like, Jack said that weird comment and, like, Keely noticed her shoes and we were like, oh, but, like, and then when I watched Gentleman Jack, it's, like, full-on slam in your face, like, get a fry pan uh-huh. straight in the face, like, it is lesbian. Whack. <laughs> yeah, whack. And I was like, whoa, I don't know how to cope with this. I was like, oh. But, yeah, anyway, um, so, yes, uh, but both things are good and, it's, and obviously, uh, everything's great. <laughs> By the way, listeners, if you are yeah. interested in listening to us talk about queer stuff, you can always go back and listen to our House of Palastri podcast, where obviously that yeah. is quite traumatic, but we do talk a lot about queer people, so go we right do. ahead and do we that do. if you'd like to. Anyway, moving on. Except, obviously, season four sucks, so yeah, oh, yeah. just keep yeah, that yeah, in yeah. mind and if you watch it. And that's what we covered, but it's a anyway, good time listening to It is to a good time. About it. Um, okay, can we talk about Misty playing the drum? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she, you can see this like, and meanwhile, woman like woman's crying. screaming. Yeah. And I'm in so much pain, and she's just like the fuck. Yeah, um, Missy's legitimately it. like her face, like she's like totally side eyeing this woman. She's like, and it was because, and she goes, "Oh, it's because like you know, I've never had a breakup. Like you know, I don't like I can't relate." But I was like, "Dude, you've had the most trauma out of everyone in this bloody room, most likely." Uh-huh. But uh, Misty is her own person. She flies her own flag, like, and, yeah. um, yes, yeah, she makes a comment afterwards where um, when they all realise that she knows Natalie, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to talk about this next, but then Misty goes, um, oh, um, if you're done crying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the girl, if you're story. done crying, I've got some stories that I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, man, What about when she... What about when she calls, she has the best lines, what about when she calls Thaisa and she's like, it's a bunch of granola losers, but the food is great and the B.O. factor is surprisingly I low. know. Yeah, I thought oh that was really God. funny. She's the best. But anyway, I was going to also say, when she's sitting in that dining area and she's with all those people who are like yeah. hearing the stories about that, I just was laughing because like before, and as Natalie's walking in, you hear her going, she's an amazing dresser and an amazing <laughs> athlete. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I thought you were about to start bringing out the claps, and I was like, I'm ready for claps. I'm ready for claps. You've got it, girl. It's banging the table. I really like that. And um, I also really oh. liked it that immediately when she did see Natalie walking up, she, like, kind of shoes everyone off and everyone gets up and Oh, leaves. my God. She's I just, like, I need I my table them. clear. Yes. Me and I'm Natalie. I'm just so – I just – I don't even know what I want them to be. I just want them to be together forever. Um, And, yeah, make it make sense. Natalie looks like she's barely, like – She's Gives just a like, yeah, she's just like, get this over with. Like, <laughs> like the energy from Misty is like 90% and Natalie's like 10%. <laughs> I would go further and say 99% and 1%. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Oh my God. Yes. But oh. they do have a, you know, they have a real moment there when Natalie says we're all like this. Yeah. And... Um, I can't remember what prompted that. 
comment. Well, Misty was yabbering on about how, like, she can understand why she likes this place. Oh, like, that's you know, right. Yeah. And how they're yeah. celebrities, which obviously Misty would love that she's, like, she a celebrity for knowing Like, oh my God, yeah, she would definitely. be having the time of her fucking life. And I just, Christina Ritchie is just fucking killing it. Like, oh. I just feel and like... Juliet Lewis is the same, obviously. Like, oh my God. I think with Natalie, I really do like how Juliet play Juliet Lewis plays her in the way that like Natalie is such a like flawed and I know we've talked about flawed characters but mm-hmm. she's such a like even the moment with the goldfish and she's just like it's all a prison anyway and I was like oh my god she's actually gonna kill that goldfish like what does that mean and then she still puts her back in the end um mm-hmm. and I really like it that you know like I mean, she's obviously, like, incredibly naturally beautiful, but she's also, like, you know, we can see her ageing. Like, she, mm-hmm. you know, they're not trying to cover that up, and I just think it's really good that um, we have that in the show. You yeah. Know, Lottie yeah. is very polished, I feel, but Nat is yeah. just, she is who she is. Lottie is extremely presentational, and, mm. you know, um, her actress is stunning, like, New yeah. Zealand. Um, uh, Simone Kessel. Simone Kessel. Simone Kessel. She is beautiful, Correct. and yes. you know, and but but her but her character is incredibly presentational, and I think that that's why you know she's got like the long hair and the mm. robes and like just the co- yeah. like, like the colors that she wears and the way that she presents herself and her makeup that she does. She is giving off that vibe of like I'm put together. I'm, I'm okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm running this place. Whereas Natalie made it really clear she doesn't give a shit about that. You know, no. she is quite happy to show herself. Like, you know, I, I remember we, we spoke about this quote that she said in uh, in season one where she said, like, we're all, like, fucked up. I'm just not afraid to show it. Yeah, 100%. So I'm just going to, like, quickly, um, we're going to talk about older Lottie, I think. Yes. Because here's my question about older Lottie. So we already kind of touched on her, obviously, when she talked to Misty, but is Lottie's psychologist real? I say no. What do you think? Well, it was interesting that they didn't show the psychologist. It could be a reveal. It could be a gotcha moment. I don't know. Because I saw some theories of people being like, confirmed, Lottie's talking to the aunt and the queen. Like, Lottie, Lottie's talking to some weird projection. Like, there's no one there. <laughs> But, like, and then, so when I rewatched like, the end half of the episode before you and I started chatting, I, like, watched out for that. But you can definitely see the form of a person with curly, mm-hmm. kind of curly brown hair. I don't know. Look, here's the thing with this show, right? I have no fucking idea where it's going to go. I really, truly mm-hmm. don't. And I like that about a show. I mean, there are some things, like, we talked about last episode. It's not perfect. Some stuff is shoehorned. Some stuff is predictable. Like, Shauna's story is still... I mean, it just surprised me a little bit this episode, but, like, for the most part, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. But mm-hmm. the thing that I like about Yellow Jackets the most is I don't – I literally don't really have any idea. So, yeah, I yeah. guess I guess we'll find out. I do feel like the psychologist is, like, asking some weird questions, and I don't know if an actual medical – well, like, mental health professional would say – would ask those things. Oh, and someone did point out this, the psychologist called her Lottie this episode. Didn't call her Not Charlotte. Charlotte. Mm. yeah so uh, yeah i mean it could be it could be it could be i have no idea um Mm. and yes uh my brain is uh, too jet lagged to put (laughs) i 
put string a sentence together right now. I can't yeah. make the words up, but I don't know. What do you? What do you, you think? You think she's not there? The psychologist. I not think there? that the psycho. I don't think that she's talking to the antler queen. I don't think she's talking to a version of herself or anything. I think that she is talking to a psychologist, but one in her own mind. Like I think okay. that there is a woman that's there, but she's maybe a psychologist that she used to talk to in the institution that she's envisioning again. Yeah. And like, she yeah, is having she's a back chat. In that place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's talking to her, but this time she's projecting it in her own mind and mm. asking herself the questions that she needs to ask because, yeah. you know, she also says when she's talking about it, she says the power <laughs> of that place, the God of that place. We did terrible things in its name. Right. Yeah. I also don't know if I believe that because I, that sounds too simple to me. I don't think that, that that is literal. I think there's some type of metaphorical meaning behind what she's saying there, that it's not... What is the god of this place? Like, was there a mm. god, like, like literally, or was there a god that, you know, were they serving their own, their Interest, own, yeah. like, interests, you know, because they keep talking about what's going on inside, inside their own body. It's in us. It's in us, right? Mm. It's the god of that place serving that, side of themselves like is that what she's referring to like it's really interesting i guess that we will you know yeah i mean i'm kind of reminded of that quote where like you know when you know when you're in a dark place and whatever gets you through that long night Mm -hmm. like whatever you need to get you through this right now and like the reality is like i mean they may be in the wilderness starving and dying but i still still think like i mean at this stage we still see them as you know they're human they're young they're teenager girls like Mm -hmm. i i think personally we do they do need to have something they believe in that leads them towards yeah like capturing and killing people which i presume is like what we're gonna see maybe in the end of this season or season three um yeah i think and you know like people have done terrible things in the name of religion all through humanity. And I feel like, you know, we don't know at this stage because obviously when the plane did crash and Lottie had like a few pills left and she she already has this like suspension, I don't know, for, for being psychic or whatever. And so she's taking these pills to, I guess, balance her and not have visions. But Lottie is definitely this character who has always had some foot in another i don't know like in some type of like yeah like psychic other plane like seeing things like is it mental illness is it not like and so yeah like i i I mean i could totally believe that maybe lottie is starting to like like she's had this facade, I guess, for such a long time, where she's like, I'm running this cult. Well, I'm sorry, not a cult. I'm running this wellness center, you know. Um, and I am sorry. I literally don't even know if I'm making sense anymore. But I just feel like she's had this like thing for such a long time, and now it's all unraveling. And she's been medicating herself for a long time. She's been seeing a psychologist for a long time because. She, you know, she doesn't believe it's real. She truly doesn't mm-hmm. believe it's real. And then in this episode, we see her start to be like, what if it was real? Yeah. You know, what yeah. if I never needed those pills? Like, what if, like, I was put somewhere and there was something already there? Um, and I was tuning into it. I was finding it. 
yeah yeah i found like, it yeah. it found me like i don't know mm-hmm. um but yeah i think because we know that she has had that like <clears throat> that past of you know mental illness or whatever you know she'd been in a mental institution she had a fucking like what are those things called where they zap your brain like like the shock um, therapy yeah she had the shock therapy um like i don't know i don't know yeah it's look it's a it's a it's not something i think we're supposed to know you know i think that it's supposed to facilitate discussion but i think also it's very much a um yeah. It's very much her her story at the moment is taking us which any which way or any other like mm-hmm. it's just, it's going everywhere. But um, you and... also do have to like sorry to interrupt. Like she has obviously set up this wellness center in the shape of that. Yes, bigger symbol thing, symbol. Yes, and she has this weird like log thing down the bottom that she like still draws blood over. So obviously yep. she does still believe that something she has to do something I, for it i think i think that she believes that that's what she's doing i think that yeah. she believes that there was a god that there was something that she was serving mm-hmm. i just don't know if that was the reality or if that was mm-hmm. it's hard it's so it's i or it, it was towards... just yeah it's just them like yeah sorry i'll let you finish that sentence in a second sorry oh my god no, i'm interrupting okay. you so much i'm so so sorry no no no, no. But, it's fine like... it's fine we're just having a conversation we're we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're, we're coming up with ideas it's, it's right it's right uh right conversation yeah. no like i was just gonna say i feel like um oh my god i've just lost my train of thought okay you say your thing and if it comes back i'll talk about it no i, I think i was going to say that oh shit now i forgot <laughs> <laughs> um what did i say before what did i say what was i talking about i just I said remember. i'll let you come back to this point but like i literally don't even remember yeah i think um, I was, oh i was yeah. going to say that i think that it's a combination of both i think that it's both yeah definitely that she believes that she is serving something but i also think that whatever's going on is going on inside of them at the same time it could be a combination of both it could be that it's there is something there, but it's being so yeah. heavily um, uh, magnified by their presence and by their trauma, and by like yeah. it could be that mixture of both. Yeah. But I guess you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to just hope that we get little trickles of answers about everything mm. because I mean obviously it's not just Lottie that is experiencing this; it's all of them. They all feel something, or felt yeah. something, or heard something, or experienced something. Like yeah, you know, you can be as like you know, atheist-minded, which is what, you know, uh, uh, Jasmine Savoy-Brown said that Ty, you know, she asked the showrunners, like, what is Ty? And I think they they told her, like, she's basically an atheist, right? She's, like, the closest Mm. thing to an atheist, Ty Mm -hmm. is. Um, You can be, have that, like, atheist mindset as Ty does and still acknowledge that something is fucked up out there and something's going on because how the hell is she seeing things or becoming someone else? Mm. Like, you know, she can't, fight against that that's happening that's really happening yeah or or at least it's happening in her mind something is is truly going on something is truly going on with lottie truly going on with nat truly going on with shauna truly going on with everybody that's there even like the trickling that um Mm. that uh uh mari uh, Mari was hearing you know yeah um 
Yeah, definitely. I, I also just wonder if, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting the the feeling that there's a bit of timey-wimey stuff going oh, on yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, you did like, say like, that. Where things are just yeah. out of place. Like, something's just... The time feels off. And I'll come back to this point, actually, remind me as we get towards the end, because I have this interesting point, because I listened to an interview with the showrunners. Okay. I want to hit on something when we finished, like, towards the end of this pod, because okay. there was something really interesting they said that I think we should talk about. But anyway, okay. um, I think, yeah, with Lottie, look... It's going to be one of those things where we wait it out and we mm. take out crumbs as we get them. But I don't think that it's, there's going to be any big reveal. I, but no. I do think the next episode, because we're, they're all together and because there's going to be some vulnerable moments, I'm pretty sure, hopefully we can get a bit more insight into at least what's going on in her mind and what she's feeling and experiencing. So Yeah. Um, yeah. I just also remembered what I was going to say. Um, yes. So, like – and we kind of touched on it before about how like you know sometimes you need to believe in something to be able to do these terrible things um Mm -hmm. but also like sometimes you just need a reason to do them yeah like they're obviously at a point they're in their second winter they're desperate yeah we have no idea how bad it gets i it seems like it gets a whole lot fucking worse And Mm -hmm. so, like, maybe, yeah, maybe it's more, like, it's less of something they believe in and it's just more a reason that they need, like, to do these things. Because, yeah, like, basically, I mean, some of the animal stuff is a bit fucking weird, like the bear, like, but the bear could have been sick, like, you know, the bear falls over and, like, you know, they just have all that bear meat to eat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the stuff can truly be explained away. So, um... Um, but we also got a little bit more insight into this thing, the wilderness. And also in that, I don't know if you, do you watch with subtitles, um, the show? Yeah. Like, so it, the thing, it was capitalized. Um, Mm. like it wasn't, it wasn't just it as in lowercase it, like they weren't just talking about it. They were calling it a thing. Like it had a, like it had a capital to it. Um, that's interesting. But yeah, I don't have anything else to add there. Yeah, well, I think now that would make it the time to talk about Shauna's. Yeah. Well, we can t- we can quickly touch on Shauna's older story, but yeah, you know, in the, in the very quick, very quickly, quick, very quick, very quickly, quickly. It's not our favorite, and this is what no. we do. If you know anything about us, or if you're one of our three listeners that have followed us through our podcast. Mm. We do not like talking about parts of the story that we think are not interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we definitely. quickly skim over it and we move on skim, to the next thing. Skim, skim, skim. Um, but yeah. I will say that, that you know, you had the fuck the police situation that Jeff was oh. to in the car. That was funny. One of my top, top three favorite moments. I yeah, it was, epic. it was good. Yeah. But I will say that there was one good moment that came from that, and that was Shauna's monologue about her life and yeah. how she felt about you know having a baby and like not knowing if she even wants it and then mm. like she talks about you know how she can't let her love she she love she, she loves them despite herself but she th- she still thinks she's bad at it something along those lines right just yeah. really vulnerable that idiot fuckhead pistachio at the end is like yeah bunny pistachio well done uh, well done i'm like <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> i'm like mate like take mate, several seats oh just my god shave your mustache off <laughs> oh pistachio is so annoying um yeah yeah but i think that that was really 
it was so ugh, Melanie Linsky did a great job with that because I felt like that really gave a picture into younger Shauna um, mm. in that moment as well. Very very nice parallel there. Well done, writers. I thought that yes. was, that was great. Plus, um, plus. yeah. But yeah, so basically we get to the end of that story, and Shauna is you know in the car and on the way to the wellness center. Oh, um, but just quickly, if I can just go back. Yes, like literally two minutes. Yes. I I did like how. Um, I did and didn't like because it really showed like how, you know, Callie is her mother's daughter, which is sad, mm-hmm. I think, overall sad, is that, you know, she kind of like puts on this great performance and she starts crying and she's just like, well, we slept together and like, you know, Kevin, Kevin clearly doesn't believe it and he knows that that's not true, but yeah. like, yeah there's that moment where Callie's like, I don't care, charge me with it. Because she knows mm. that, like, that's something that she's got that yeah. means that that protects her family. Um, and I thought that was just acted really well. Um, I don't really like, still don't really like the actor. I mean, not the actor, sorry. I don't like the character very much. I'm sure the actor's a lovely person, just to make that yeah. clear. Um, but, yeah, I don't really like the character that much. But, yeah, that, that, that just kind of made me a bit sad in that moment because I was like, just imagine, like, those are your parents and you you're like lying to the police because you're trying to get them out of their bloody like you know oh my gosh they really are all of them yeah so yeah and yeah and there is a lovely monologue there from shauna and and yeah i think that's what i really like this episode because like that monologue and obviously like it comes i think pretty close to when Shauna is talking to her son. Obviously, we'll talk about this um, next. Um, but the monologue obviously comes just before Shauna has this moment with her son when she thinks her son is still alive. And so, and it's this really like beautiful juxtaposition because obviously, when Shauna's talking to her son who she thinks she's still alive, is still alive, she she loves him and she's like, "I love you so much." And then in in this scene with the police she's just like you know i never wanted this and like you know Myself. i couldn't let i couldn't love them yeah. but i love them and, and still not really interested in the storyline whatsoever yeah well i'm <laughs> glad that shauna is there with the girls which is yes. all i wanted for the last how many episodes so as much as i love jeff he's funny yeah. he yeah. you know he's not he's not as important as the girls are unfortunately all right so we're gonna jump now into the obviously the young uh the counterparts here line. the the yeah. young storyline the wilderness storyline before we get started specifically talking about shauna we when shauna's giving birth they're all there i want to just touch on young misty because she is having a moment when yeah. she is trying to deliver this baby the second that she sees the blood on her hands she is obviously um her hands are giving way to the metaphorical blood on her hands yeah <laughs> crystal's death She's freaking um, out. Yeah, she's, she's hearing, freaking out. She's hearing yeah. the, the Shauna's crying. And she and calls it quits for a bit as Akila comes in, right? And like, I gotta laugh. I'm sorry. This I know what really you're gonna say. To I know what you're gonna say. And, well, there's two things, right? Okay. The first thing, the first thing is that when Natalie looks at Shauna and she's like, "Women have been giving, having babies for millions of years." Akila's got this and Akila's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Her face, that actress, she did such a good job. It was so funny. She was like, are you fucking joking? 
Yeah, it's like because she had a sister that had a baby, like I think they said 18 months ago in a previous episode. Yeah. She's like, okay, if Mr. Can't do it, he's the next best person. Yes. So another Aquila moment. <laughs> you know. I know. She is going on and on about hot water and cleanliness and clean, clean, clean. <laughs> keep it clean, 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 clean. And then the next thing you know, she is patting her mouth before she is touching I was like, are you doing? Oh my god. I was wondering how many people would notice that and be grossed out by that. I was like, oh my why god. Why are you touching a fucking wild mouse and then you're putting your hands in someone's vagina? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but fucking what makes hell. it worse is that she was literally like, hot water, everything needs to be clean. And the oh next second god. she's like, it's okay. And <laughs> like stroking the mouse. I'm like, fucking oath. Oh my god. Oh my I could I can literally oh. not think of anything worse than that moment. Huge yeah. no no. Huge A no-no. plus midwifery. But yeah, so so that's all going on. Misty is having her freak out and like practically abusing herself in the kitchen. I just felt kind of bad for her to be honest, but she's like, I'm stupid, I'm so stupid. And as much yeah. as I'm like, oh you know, she does need to do some self reflection, I'm not joking, but however I did kind of still feel bad for her. Mm. But can I just like I, I have to complain about something real quick and like okay, okay like I just I'm gonna say Coach Ben was fucking pathetic in this scene. Like, he was like... Wh- like this was he- what I was going to say. Fucking pathetic. I'm like, I understand you are traumatised, okay? So is every person in that I room. know, the I know. The fact that you had to leave and put your hands over your ears, it just looked so bad, like, compared yeah. to, like, what all the mm. girls were doing. I'm like, mate, like, first you're the adult. Second, like, come on. Like, why do the typical man thing where I expect you to be a disappointment? Like, come on. Please. I know. Anyway. Yes. I mean, to play the devil's advocate, like he, I mean, to, I was actually going to say, I did find it funny that he was their like health teacher or whatever. And like, he mm-hmm. was showing that, cause he was showing that video, um, the childbirth, you know, beautiful life <laughs> video. Yeah. And did, do you remember that? Cause I actually remember that from my childhood. I think it was in like year nine when I saw a childbirth Probably. Probably. Yeah, and I was just like, man, that is just so, like, I don't know if they still do it, but um, I don't know. Why do they show people that? I don't know. Um, but but on one hand, I was like, I get it, right? Because, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do if someone who was very young in, like, very bad circumstances was, like, giving birth in front of me. And, I like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do if someone's delivering a baby. I think the point is he is – he should be an authority figure. Um, and he's not, yeah. But I do wonder if that's also, like, because he's been losing his authority for such a long time over mm-hmm. the course of their um, their, their entrapment, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I was a bit like, dude, like, even if you don't know what to do, just get down be there. on your knees yeah. and just do something instead of... Well, in my mind, it was not necessarily about him putting his hands in there and, like, you know, pulling the baby out. Like, in my mind, I was like, at least be in the room. Like, mm. you are literally walking away and, and, and pretending to shut this out. And, like, and and look, it makes sense for the story, but it was just one of those moments where I'm like, you've literally yeah. got like young girls delivering a baby you've got young girls holding her hand like they are all there for her and even like travis is doing something 
Right? Oh, well, so it's not necessary. Is he's Travis like, really being that helpful? Well, maybe he is. No, he's not. But I'm saying at least he's doing something to try yeah. to help in his mm. mind, right? He's like, yeah. the way that I'm going to help is by sacrificing whatever he sacrificed and like cutting his hand open, right? Yeah. In his mind, he's helping. As, as you know, pathetic as that is too. However, no, Coach How Ben Ebsky? really disappointed me. I was like, yeah. mate, at the very least, be in the room. Don't cover mm. your ears. Like, it's just, I just thought that it was a, re- it was just poor form. But you know what? It makes sense because he's gonna die soon anyway. He's gonna get eaten. So, like, makes yeah, sense. Slightly concerning. He's, yeah. He's Don't just, he's lost his authority. Him. He's weak. He hasn't eaten any of, like, he didn't eat Jackie. He's like. He, He's not part of the group. He hasn't done anything. Like he, he's done no. for. It's it's going to be over for Coach Ben. And, and like, he um, I, obviously, yeah. like yeah, in that moment, he is clearly like dissociating as well. Like he is, he's pulling himself out of that, and he's pulling himself back into a happy memory somewhere. Um, yeah, but was that a happy memory? Because the the house was it a remodeled like version of the cabin. Yeah. Yeah, so it might not have been a memory. It might have just been him just needing to go like somewhere halluc- else. Like, like forcing himself to escape. But, you know, mm. if only Shauna could do that, guess what? She can't because she's having yeah, a Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And you know what? That is indicative of uh, the plight of all women. Yeah. <laughs> Millions of yes! Yeah, I don't know. I just think that I found the image a bit triggering of, like, seeing a woman, like, screaming in pain and a man, like, an older man covering his ears and, like, leaving the room. Like, it just yeah, really that's bothered me. Yeah, like, definitely. I don't know why. Like, I looked at it and I was like, no, like, that doesn't, like, I understand if you don't, like, if you're struggling to, like, be there, but I, I don't know. It just was a bit, like, I felt like I was supposed to be annoyed by that, like, or, or they were supposed to show the disconnect there at the very least. So, yeah, I don't think I think live for much. Yeah, longer. I think, um, like, Misty had an important part to play and they needed to cycle through some options before Misty came back. Um, but I agree. I think that I was disappointed that Coach Ben didn't have more of a part to play in that because, yeah, like, regardless, even if he is, yeah, he he's obviously a coach, he's a maybe a PE teacher and he's doing health because he has to. Um, he might be very young, might not know what to do, but the reality is you're the only adult in this house. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you need to, you need, yeah, you need to be present. You need to be there. You need to be doing something productive. At least, it, like, you know, like yell out, yell out an encouraging word every five yeah. minutes or something at the very least. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, I, I have to say, anything. talking about encouraging words, like I really laughed when um, Mari was like, She's just like, she does a prayer to the wilderness and she's like, yeah. wilderness, please don't let Shauna die or she die. says something like that. And Shauna starts freaking out and Ty's oh, like, die, I'm going to die. die. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh my God. That is Speaking funny. of, you know, speaking of, like, you know, obviously Misty comes back and she gets in the zone, but let's speak mm. about quickly young Lottie, let your pain open you up to this moment, Matthews, right? What mm. a fucking, like... I had a moment where she did that and I reacted like Ty. Like, I wanted to just grab her and be like, shush, 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 yeah, shush stop. Yeah, shush, it'll be stop. helpful. Like, yeah, it's not, like, that is not what needs to happen right now, Lottie. Come on, read the room. I think I think she was trying to do the right thing in her mind, yeah, but it definitely. just wasn't the right thing. And I think that's the thing. Like, Lottie has, like, just been doing these things that, are ma- that have been making Shauna uncomfortable for, like, several episodes now like touching the baby like touching her belly when 
Shona hasn't given consent or permission. Like, I feel like there's parts of Lottie that are like, like she obviously provides the group with like a sense of like leadership in a way, like because she's the one who's connected to this weird thing, whatever the hell is fucking going on. Like she's still a teenager and she says stupid shit that, that doesn't make sense. But yeah, the whole Lottie thing and then like she gets up and she's just like, we need to make some offerings and shit. And I did laugh when, um, you know, Travis like immediately steps up and like, oh, well, he he like brings the skull down first. So he starts the whole train there, the, yeah. the this offering train. And then he like cuts his hand open. And then did you just see someone just put a button in? Yeah. <laughs> just, I like, think that was Van. Like, yeah, okay. She's just like, this is my sacrifice. Amen. <laughs> a button. <laughs> um, here is my button. Um, hey, a button means a lot when you've got nothing else. In true. The good point. Good point. Yeah, and so there is this thing to be said. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, let's just talk about what happens next, right? Like, yeah, Sean yeah. is giving birth. The placenta comes, and obviously that is a very bad thing because placenta is not meant to come first. And, um, yeah, I read this, I think it was just on Reddit, like someone said, without medical intervention, like, women die if this happens. Yeah. Like, you can't give a life, and you can't have a, you know, 99% of the time you can't have a live baby if that happens. Um, yep. So, did Shauna die? Well, yes. let's talk about what In happened. In my mind. Yeah. In my mind. So, this is how I see it. I think that the way that it was leading up was so ominous that I started to get worried that Shauna was going to die. Yeah. Like, even though I knew they weren't going to... Like, I knew that she was going to be alive in the future, obviously. But yeah. I started to worry that she was going to... That she was going to have a a moment where she was, like, criti- like critical condition like this is... And somehow mm. she's brought back. Now, if that if that was what the sacrifice ended up doing, like, bringing Shauna back... I think that's... I don't that's... Know. Yeah, that's my thing. Because obviously they're yeah. like, I mean, again, it points to the fact, do you see this as supernatural or not? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, like the baby doesn't survive, which makes complete sense for the story. Yeah. And like, well, I think, well, we'll, ju- we'll get to that we'll bit because like, yeah. let's just, let's talk about how they actually did the story. Because like, yeah. this is, it's like a sort of progression. So yeah. I don't know about you, but when they got to that point where Shauna is, you know, she's passed out, she's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the screen fades to black. And mm-hmm. then you hear Jackie's voice yeah, going, Shauna, Shauna. And like, almost like, you know, waking her up per se, yeah. like inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wakes up to smiling faces. Yeah. And the, the room is lit up in like a golden hue, right? And um, so different no to how it was before. Yeah. Yeah. It's very reminiscent and like i and i picked this up the first time i watched it i was like that looks like when jackie walked into the room and everyone's faces were smiling Mm. and there was a golden hue it immediately reminded me of that and i'm like they must have done that deliberately because the picture just looked so similar the way they used the Mm -hmm. lighting the way they they panned the camera everything was just so similar to jackie's death Mm -hmm. right yeah so it, it didn't feel right from the beginning, but then, you know, it kind of keeps going on and you're That's kind of I wondering mean. when the other shoe is going to drop. If this is fake, is it real? And, and they did do a good job in keeping you questioning because 
I I did not think the baby was going to survive when I started this episode. Even when this was happening, I was still questioning mm-hmm. things. But there was a point where I stopped and I go, wait, is this actually, like, is this actually happening? You I think that's I mean? the thing because, like, definitely, I, yeah, definitely I was, like, hmm, suspicious. Yeah. Everyone looks so happy. And then, like, I was kind of, like, a little bit forgiving because I was, like, okay, maybe this has gone well. But I definitely didn't trust these tricksters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But because and then and then you you're right. As the scene went on, it got me more on board because I was like, "This is bleak." Like I had this yeah. feeling, like as that scene went on and the baby couldn't be fed and was just crying and totally starving to death, I was like, "This is fucking bleak." Like because there's, you know, and like in my head, I was thinking to myself, like, what? Like, they can't feed the baby water, they can't feed the baby anything else but milk at that age. And if Shauna can't breastfeed, which makes complete sense, this baby's going to die, and I feel like Shauna's going to kill him. Like, Shauna's going to, you know, do, like, a mercy-killing type thing. And, and we mm. had seen Misty, say, you know, saying that she um, liked that. was the father of euthanasia. And so mm. I wondered if something like that would be happen happening where it was just going to be this really heartbreaking end and Shauna would need to kill her baby. So, yeah, while I was suspicious, I think the longer that it went on, the more that I was like, oh, maybe they're this doing could be this. real yeah. and this is going to be really bleak and sad. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, so... But then, obviously, like, as that... Obviously, this whole scene is going on, but it then cuts to another scene and I think it cuts to the scene of, like, adult van and ty getting to the compound Mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm like oh like i haven't been taken out of this scene yet whereas Mm -hmm. i thought that i was waiting for the shoe to drop too but when the scene changed i was like oh maybe it is maybe it is real so anyway that was just my perspective um yeah 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 and look it gets to a point where she has this really beautiful chat with her baby where she admits at first that she didn't want him but now she loves him so much and can't wait to see who he'll Mm -hmm. become Mm -hmm. um and like you just see in that moment and like as we were talking about just that that parallel between like the older um shauna Mm -hmm. That this has really shaped who Sean has become because yeah, it yeah. really was reminiscent of that that monologue that she did in the, you know, police station where mm-hmm. she was saying, you know, I didn't want like I didn't want this baby. And you hear kind of Sean talk about that. Yeah. Um. I will say something though. That monologue was fantastic, and I I, I really you know, like we'll, we'll talk more about Sophie Nelise because that was just fucking unbelievable, and she deserves yeah, an Emmy nomination. And I I. I, yeah, I, I had a moment in this sequence, and I don't know if this was just me being like, because the thing is, I I have no issue, you know me, admitting when they got me right. I they mm. got me with that tie thing, like where I thought I didn't even realize she was hallucinating the whole thing. Like they right, get yeah. they've gotten me at other times, and like I've been for that. Like that's fine, mm-hmm. but this time in particular, the thing that took me out of the moment. And this was when we were heavy into it, is when Nat comes in. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And Nat says, wow, what a miracle. But in a very flat tone. Yep. Yeah. But also, when does Natalie say, young Nat, what a miracle? Mm. Does she ever say, does she ever say words or like statements about Mm. miracles? 
she just doesn't, right? It's yeah, just not definitely. her. And I heard her say that and I go, oh, that's a bit out of character. Definitely. But I let it go because yeah. I was like, 100%. maybe maybe she's just really amazed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I just remember hearing that and going, that is not something Nat would say. Like, I just don't no. feel like it's something Nat would say. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we lead into... Well, I was just going to say quickly... Sleep. You could also, yeah, go ahead and say what you want to say about this scene as well. Well, that, that definitely took me out as well. And that made me yeah. feel like... But again, the scene was still continuing. And I was yes. like, I'm confused by this because it felt really weird. And the but baby then, latches and they have that full moment. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's, it's really, it feels like it's an arc in itself. It does. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say what took me out was like that moment where like Shauna wakes up and Lottie has the baby and Lottie, mm-hmm. like yeah. they didn't make it clear, but it looked like Lottie was feeding him or yeah. like had yeah. a boob to him or something. And I yeah. remember I was watching that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I was, weird. Like she yep. and she definitely says we need to feed and then, you know she, uh, Shauna goes what did you say and she said he needs she said he needs to feed, and yeah. I was just like oh shit like and so yeah that was the moment when I was just like I mean, you know what I was like because I I thought I imagined that moment I was like why would Lottie be trying trying to lactate this kid like mm-hmm. I was literally just like that that took me out um, and then that's when I started to think oh this actually isn't real. But yeah. like, but then still, yeah. Then the Natalie scene happens, and then it's like, you know, and then you go into them eating going. the baby. And and here's the thing about yeah, which is really I horrifying. Did not have a reaction to that. Like personally, I didn't go, oh my god, no, no. Like it, that wasn't my reaction. I was just like a bit stunned because I was like, mm. I was in two minds again. I was like, is this real? Is this fake? Are they really doing this? Because it's uh, like, I think I told you, uh, uh, Thais's young actress, uh, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, said that she read that in the script before she knew the outcome, like that it was mm-hmm. all fake, and threw her script across the room because it was too far, right? Yeah. And like, I think when I watched it, I thought the same. Surely they're not, do- like, I'm like, surely not. Because I know this was a theory, but I never actually believed they were going to do it. Like, I just didn't. I, um, yeah. I always, personally, I but... always thought personally as well that the baby was off limits. And I didn't think they were going to do anything to the baby. Yeah. Um, except for, like, some type of mercy killing. Killing, yeah. Yeah. Like, if, yeah, if the baby no, I think was that makes slowly sense. start. And so, yeah. And so, I think that moment when before. Yeah, but I think before the baby starts feeding in this this sequence and there's the moment where the baby keeps crying and, and she keeps trying to feed him, I was convinced that that was how the scene was going to end. Like, if it was real, I was like, mm-hmm. she is going to smother this baby. And yeah. it's, it you know, still the same, all the same things happen, but um, but it will just be from Shauna's hand. Um yeah. But, and yeah, so, yeah, so... Oh, that would have been I, sad, yeah. That would have been really sad. And, like, I think from the feeding, when I, when the baby was, uh, they, you know, they had that little cut scene, or not cut scene, when they were showing, um, yeah, Sean was like, where's my baby? And then everyone was eating the baby and blood was all over their faces. Uh, yeah, I think I was in a sense of, like, surely fucking not by this point. Yeah. Like, I, I was a bit, I think I was out of it at that stage. I was just like, nah, I think I know that this is, like... Yeah, um, yeah, and like happening. just to be clear, and just to be clear to the podcast, Alyssa and I are not 
people who pretend that we are on board with this stuff like we are very clear if we're stupid that we haven't picked something up yeah, right? but yeah. in this case in this case they um, no, they did they not they that, did the tricks not, the thing not that anybody is stupid if they thought that this was real that's not what we're saying at all but i'm just saying that like we are usually very honest if we didn't pick up something but both of us i think um yeah. had a moment where it just didn't feel right like you know yeah. and i and and usually I and and they've done they did enough to give hints that it wasn't quite right I think yeah like if yeah. you were paying attention but also but also here's my theory about if you believed it or not because I heard uh you know other people who were talking about how they did believe it but that was because they believed the baby was going to have a big role in the future and they mm. always did Whereas you and I, I don't think we believe there was going to be a big role no. for this baby other than it being a turning point for the characters. So yeah. I think you and I probably expected the baby to die like yeah. either during birth or very soon after. So I think yeah. that it was not a very like uh, believable situation for us like based on what we thought was going to happen. That, but like yeah, that in those circumstances a babe could thrive yeah 100%. yeah yeah it's, and like yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how it would fit into the story and it when you think about it from older shauna's perspective and like look the showrunner said this jab they said that the baby was always going to die because that is how they set up shauna's character the way mm. she struggles to connect with family and callie and it was instrumental mm. for that so Absolutely. if you look at it it's pretty clear mm-hmm. that this was a part of a greater plot like to yeah, to definitely. tell you why Shauna is or well, greater character motivation greater character um uh, uh yeah. growth or, or like understanding a character more um yeah and why she hasn't sense. like you know the opening scene of season one is like Shauna lying on her daughter's bed mm-hmm. like looking at a photo of her daughter and her boyfriend and masturbating mm-hmm. like there's definitely this weird sense of like she's never been able to move on like she's she's stuck somewhere in the past and yeah like it makes complete sense that like i mean you know like who knows she might even have some like postpartum psychosis or depression or something like that like well i was going to actually say i watched and Sophie Nelise made a comment about this uh, scene. And, like, just quickly, we'll talk about Sophie Nelise and just how brilliant she was and how mm. amazing that ending was and heartbreaking that ending was as well. But yeah. she said about what's happened here, everything that Shauna's went through losing Jackie is happening now with losing the baby. It's yeah. just even more dominant. Her sadness yeah. is going to shift into anger and the rest of the season she has nothing to grasp onto to just stay sane yeah absolutely. so it that's makes perfect quote. sense that that's happening mm-hmm. you can imagine because to not only lose your best friend who is mm-hmm. the one that you rely like everything to you to then also lose a part of you that was a part of like your future and hope and like something you believed to maybe give you like, as much as I don't believe in having children to give you purpose, like, as a mm-hmm. human being, I do understand why that is the case, like, for yeah. for people. To think that everything that she has now is gone and the type of yeah. grief and loss she must be feeling from both a, mm-hmm. you know, losing a child but also losing a best friend, both mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. I am heartbroken for her. Like, yeah. I, I, I am 
devastated for Shauna. Like when I, the way that she was acting at the end, you can see that was a compounding of loss and grief in that moment Mm. when she's saying, can't you hear it crying? Can't you hear him crying? Like over and over again that compounding and you can feel in those in those words and her and in the way she's reacting that she's reacting to her baby but she's also reacting to Jackie she's reacting to everything in that moment it's mm. all spilling out of her mm-hmm. it's like it's just yeah. it's compounding in that moment and it is coming out in this such horrific sadness mm. and to hear that her sadness is going to turn into anger um because she's got nothing to hold on to to keep yeah. her sane. Like, I am, I just really feel for Shauna. I also got the sense that, like, you know, um, as much as she didn't want to be a mum, like, we, ha- we had that moment where she really, like, she really realised how much, you know, she loved this child. And also the fact that something pure and innocent came out of, you know not a great situation mm-hmm. and i do, and i and so i'm really interested in and in how to sit and how shauna as a young person like processes that that something good and innocent that came from that situation like still died anyway like mm. even though like obviously it completely makes sense like shauna was starving you know um they've been starving for months and the baby probably might the baby might have died a long time ago like who knows um but yeah like just the fact that like yeah like shauna is a very um interesting character and Mm -hmm. you know the baby the pregnancy was what essentially ended her friendship with her best friend Mm -hmm. um you know obviously that big betrayal when jackie found out about it yeah. But but yeah, Shauna she lost her best friend. She had that that awful ending to Jackie, but she still had something pure and good. Yeah. Um, inside of her and and so and then yeah, how that will also she will also play those feelings um you know as she as she processes this um mm-hmm. so yeah i was the same um and obviously yeah let's just quickly talk about so obviously like um yeah so the scene ends with that moment i think they're all eating the baby that that mm-hmm. this dream this in-between sequence whatever the hell it yeah. is um and actually one just important thing that i really liked is that they showed that natalie and coach ben very like had tears in their eyes like they were still partaking in whatever the yeah, doing, really but... interesting how Natalie yeah. was trying to almost wipe the blood off her face, and Coach yeah, Ben like had tears in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. very interesting that Which they showed think... that in comparison to you know. Yeah, I mean, my theory is that that has something to do with how the characters end up over the course of the series, potentially. Mm. Like when we see what continues happening in the wilderness. I mean, Coach Ben, I agree. I think he's a bit of a goner, but definitely Natalie. I feel like surely natalie is the only one who would you know she really has resolve and she has reservations and she says when she is not comfortable with things and she's a very loyal character Mm. and so if she was like partaking in this cannibalism thing where they're killing people and they're eating them and draining people as we know they do Natalie is the one character who I feel like would be doing it with tears in her eyes and with like a sense of 
you know, I don't believe in this, but this is just what I have to do to survive and mm-hmm. so be it kind of thing. Like, Well, you even heard old and Natalie spoke about, like, you know, uh, uh, in the where she said yeah. we did what we like we did what we had to do was survive maybe like yeah maybe yep. and she really she she emphasized the word maybe I don't mm. think she believes that all of it was necessary you know yeah and, totally yeah. and obviously we will learn more about that as the that, weeks go on yeah. and as the the seasons go on with this show but yeah. like it just got, gives you an idea that she has so much shame she like about what what she did and what she like you know she probably thought that there may have been other ways around it that Mm -hmm. they didn't do Mm -hmm. because of the crap the power that they craved or the 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 mentality that they had found themselves in you know yeah anyway and then uh, and then yes uh shauna wakes up and Mm -hmm. um I, I just, I mean, obviously this whole scene is incredibly touching and very mm-hmm. sad. Um, I I actually got very emotional just looking at how sad everyone was for her. Like, yeah, everyone was crying. And obviously, like, it's, it's a very confronting and traumatic scene. But just seeing how, like, they were, like, all with her in that moment, I just mm-hmm. thought it was just so touching. And, um, and yeah, obviously, yeah, Shauna is trying to make sense of this reality because she has she's just held her baby she's just fed her baby like mm-hmm. i've got chills now just talking about it it was just so powerful yeah. it was just so powerful um and obviously yeah sophie did an incredible job yeah just really really brought that like yeah just that deep deep grief and sadness like you could just mm. feel it like through the screen it was amazing yeah um I just actually wanted to shout out um, Jasmine Savoy Brown. She was an amazing scene partner. I think that she was, she, her being right beside um, Shauna, like just their friendship. She's a real ride or die friend. Like you can feel that she, she was there for her the whole time she was beside her, you know, like I even remember, like this is before she was, like while she was giving birth, she said, like Shauna turned to her and said, "I can't do this." And then Ty looked her in the eyes and was like, "You can fucking do anything." And I was yeah, like, "You definitely. are a great friend. Like that is, yeah. that is what you do for a friend, yeah. you know." Yeah, definitely. Um, and to see her at the end, being by her side and hugging her, and and being there for her because everyone's moved away to give her the space with Thaisa. Thaisa's yeah. there with her. And it's just such, like, a sad but really beautiful moment of friendship. Like, just seeing mm-hmm. that friendship um, yeah, exist there. And I, I was just really moved by that as well. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I Look, I, I mean, I said at the beginning that this went... This took me from liking Yellow Jackets to loving Yellow Jackets because I really care about these characters and I care about them so deeply and like it's taken a long time for me to get to a point where I have felt like I I am feeling everything that they're feeling because this show can be so extreme and so difficult sometimes to really grasp like just because it is quite like you know uh intense like an insane Mm. at points and you know yeah but I feel like they grounded the story in this moment yeah. by just showing something so realistic and so mm. universally understood. Like, yeah. you know, 
a lot of women obviously can relate to the story or know someone who has gone through something like this, like, you know, mm-hmm. where they have lost their baby and it's like you understand or you feel what what she was going through in that moment. And it grounded the story in a way that was and they always do this, like they ground the story by having like real character moments or whatever, but you know, it's hard to relate when Misty is like walking towards someone and they fall off a cliff. Like that's not something that we see every day. But yeah. something yeah. that we are exposed to sadly so commonly is mm. you know women who who lose their children or you know it, it happens so like yeah, to, to see her go through it and to feel her going through it was so and I loved how sensitively they did it like yeah. as much as it was as much as they did a trick and they like pulled out the rug and whatever it was done in a way that I don't think felt cruel I think no. it felt I felt it felt sensitive it felt like they put a lot of care and time into what yeah. they were doing yeah, and I definitely. really appreciate that and like not that I would ever hear this podcast but if no did, yeah. thank you for doing that because it's yeah. really important to tell the, these stories with sensitivity and with care Absolutely. and you can always feel when someone is doing that you know mm. and I want to know like well I guess it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but like was it the direction for Sophie to like look down the camera barrel and say that last time like why can't mm. you hear my baby or did Sophie come up with that herself because yeah. that was just the single most powerful way I think they could have ever ended that episode like and then mm-hmm. it just obviously goes to black we we just see it fade to black and, and you can still see her say it one more time she says it one yeah. more time and yeah. it's just yeah like I was thinking the same thing too you know like uh, I saw like on reddit in the subreddit in the yellow jacket subreddit like you know, some po like a poster, some, I, I presume someone who, who loved the show, maybe a woman who's gone through it as well, she made a post saying, like, if you have gone through pregnancy loss or infant loss, miscarriage or stillbirth, like, let me know and I will, I'm going to put a trigger post, trigger warning post up and I'm going to tell you what moments, I'm going to tell you what happens and I'm going to tell you what mm-hmm. time they happen so that you can prepare yourself for it. Yeah, And I just thought, like, oh, man, because, like, as common as it is, and it is common, like, people still don't really talk about it. And it's not, no. like, yeah. we don't really see, like, a visceral, like, you know, like, it might be, like, a, a moment, you know, in a show or, you know, and, and obviously, I you know, we have seen that grief in, in this kind of medium before. But, like, in this moment, like, when... Like, because when Sophie kept saying, like, why can't you hear my baby? Yeah. And she says it, like, ten times. Like, it really forces you to sit with her in that moment. Yeah. And, like, it. I think when I was first watching it, I was like, oh, like, you know, I had a thing in my head where I was like, oh, like, she's just repeating this over and over again. But I think that really drives that point home yeah why can't you hear him crying like you're being asked why can't you hear him crying yes it's it's very like why did this happen like Like, where is my kid like you know i grew him like he should be here with me like i think um i think a lot of women would have felt yeah like you know if you have gone through that and we obviously if you're listening to this and you've gone through that we like empathetically like you know we are sorry that you went through that um, mm-hmm. because it is something that a lot of women don't get enough support for because people don't no. know how to talk about it because 
the loss of a baby is like the hardest thing because you're also losing you're losing a life but you're also losing a lifetime of yeah. you know what you potentially don't have anymore mm-hmm. and i think yep. people don't know how to talk about that level of grief because no. it means so much more than just one life yeah um so yeah i i did i i felt i the same as you felt very moved by that and I'm glad they made us sit with it for as long as they did it to the point where it felt uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable and it's supposed to be like, yeah, yeah. we need to talk about this more often. Um, so yeah. 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 But yeah, just great, um, great acting across the board, obviously Sophie and Elise, but also yeah, Jasmine Savoy Brown. I thought yeah. even just there were moments where uh, Sophie Thatcher, um, you know, would yeah. look at Travis with tears in her eyes. It was very, yeah. like, you know, obvious. Yeah. Like, there was just a moment. There was It was literally, like, about a two-second scene of her face where she mm. just, like... Just really, She just looked yeah. at Travis crying, and you could tell, like, she is... Like, everyone in that moment, even Van, there's a moment when Van turns around and can't look at, um, at Shauna after what's happened, like, just because she's... She doesn't want to show that she's bawling her eyes out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's, like... I think everybody did a fantastic job to just elevate that scene to where it needed to be um, yeah. and give yeah. it the respect that it deserved, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and anything I think that's else? what. Oh, just. Yeah, sorry, go so, on. So, yeah, it, and yeah. this is going to be really sad when we watch Shauna, um, yeah, like in the next upcoming episodes, just losing that grip that she had to, um, you know, any yeah. sense of hope and yep. future and happiness and. Um, yeah, and, and I'm sure that Sophie's going to play that with, like, such care and respect as well. And Absolutely. And I think, I think people will continue feeling hurt as they watch her Yeah. go yeah. through that and process yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah um, that's that's all I want to say. I obviously, yeah, it was obviously amazing. And, um, and I think that's why, like, this show is such a great little show because, like, you know, um, I don't know like putting the death of a baby in a show is just never easy mm-hmm. um but they, i think i do think just personally that was probably the ending that made the most sense yeah absolutely story-wise yeah. i think that it made the most sense mm-hmm. i think that it did a lot for the character of shauna as yeah. well in the future to yeah. make sense of her yeah. actions and her perspectives um absolutely all right, so obviously um, I just want to touch on a couple more things, right? This okay. Before we finish okay. up. This is in my miscellaneous uh, section of oh, the show. Miscellaneous. Um, yeah. So first of all, we've never talked about this. I have okay. a personal uh, thought or observation or theory, I guess, kind of not really. I wouldn't really call it a theory, but just maybe a, a thought. Okay. Um, Go for it. About what the queen card means. Mm. Oh, now, yeah. I yeah, have heard yeah. a number of perspectives where people think that if you pull the queen card from the deck, that means you die. Whereas my thought is that I think that pulling the queen card means that you're the antler queen and you choose who dies. And I think that's more traumatic. Yeah. So I... I was wondering if what you think about the queen card, because I've always thought you pull the queen card, you're the antler queen, and you choose who yeah. dies. Not that you call, you pull the queen card and you die. Although that could be the case. 
But what do you think? That could be the case. I I don't know. I feel like when we saw Mari um, using the deck of cards to, like, distribute the chores out to people, and, mm-hmm. like, obviously certain people got worse chores than the other. Yeah. Um, I wondered if it was the same sort of thing where, like, if you pull a certain card, you get a worse fate, but yeah. that the deck of cards are, like, are structured or, I guess, put in a way that they know who the next person is going to be like to yeah but i don't know what happens when you pick the queen um i mean yeah i think you're probably right i don't think the answer the queen is one person i think it's multiple people or it's all Mm -hmm. of them or maybe it's like a a couple of um few people who just kind of you know share share the share the honor um Lottie pulled out one and the queen's eyes were scratched out. That, in, yeah, yeah. And also that the queen, um, yeah, it's in the opening credits as well, the queen card. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, I don't know, because I've heard, I've heard some theories that they, that pulling the queen card would mean that you die next. But in my mind, I, because I think the antler queen is, I, I have a personal, thought that the antler queen is not something that anybody wants i think it's something Mm. that you're forced to do that's why they all have trauma about it so i feel like there has to be a system they have where they are forced to be the antler queen that could be right yeah i I think i think you're right i think it's something to do with that like it's yeah they pull it and they're they're the antler queen and they have to choose who dies and they have to like i still think they all contribute to forcing the person to die like if you think about like at the beginning when we think Mari died in that first scene like where she's mm-hmm. running and then she falls into the ditch and yeah. then like there is Misty in that part where she's like holding the the meat and whatever like in that part mm. um as well where she takes off the 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 um the the, yeah, the, 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 the garb yeah. that's like over her head but I think that they all play a part but I just I don't know. I just have this... The, the more that this show goes on, the more that I am feeling like the Antler Queen is not a not a, uh, a wanted authority figure, that it is a forced authority figure that you're forced to do. They all have to do it, and they hate it. And it is mm. traumatising. But I think at first they hate it, and then eventually they give in to the power of being the Antler Queen. I think it's yeah. a development. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I know we said we weren't going to do theories. That's probably my only theory about this show, just yeah. because my brain is trying to make connections between the Queen card, the Antler Queen, because they're all seeing it and they're all fucking traumatized by that image, and it seems like they all taken part. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. And I mean, yeah, that that also speaks to Natalie's comment this episode where she says, like, you know, we, um, you know, maybe, maybe, like, we did terrible things in mm-hmm. the name of blah 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 maybe like and so yeah maybe yeah we did it to survive maybe we did it to because yeah and maybe we didn't maybe we just did it because um because we wanted the power and that's what they and the showrunners have spoken about that that there is a power that they had in the wilderness that they came back and they no longer had so it's like everyone as much as we you know people pretend that they don't power is you know i mean obviously this is like no this is in every story ever Power is yeah. corrupting to every single person. Yeah. When you have power, yeah. when whether you're a CEO or you're like, mm. you know, you've got a lot of uh, 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 people, a lot of people like, you know, go to you or like you're a, a church, like a pastor or whatever, whoever you are, 
Mm-hmm. That position of power can corrupt the way that you decide yeah. to lead people or, or tell them what to do. Or, or to, you know. And if that happens even at this level, imagine how that would happen in a place like the wilderness where they are starving and desperate. Yeah. And, you know, so it makes sense. Yeah, and that's uh, what I mean. In, thing, in this story, just quickly, like in this yeah. story, having that power would protect you. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, you I, I presume all five of these characters who we see, like, and we haven't seen anyone else. I'm pretty sure these are the only characters we've seen um, mm-hmm. in their, their adult lives. Like, they're all still alive, and I'm sure for a reason, because yeah. they were protected at some stage through the, for sure. through the wilderness. Yeah. All right, go on. What's I your next say so. miscellaneous so item? So the next miscellaneous item is a really interesting point that the showrunners brought up in an interview that I watched with Collider only the other day. Okay. They asked, they were asked about what Easter egg uh, that they can talk about that we have seen already that has something to do with the future of this Ooh, show. And okay. they said, they brought up that there is a scene in season one, the first episode, where the Yellow Jackets are having their party and Nat has an acid trip and she sees Misty. Remember when she sees Misty during her acid trip when she's like... Oh, um, yes, at the start. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. And yep. they said that is going to come into play later on. Oh. So what the <gasps> Maybe fuck they does are that mean? lesbian lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. No, I'm joking. Um, maybe. Not really. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah. I was going to say, I, yeah, I know that. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I haven't even really thought much about it. But what an interesting concept that Nat and Misty have some type of mm, connection there. Thing. Yeah, definitely. All the way from, from the first episode. What the fuck does that mean? Because she saw young Misty. I was when I saw that I was rewatching season one like a couple of months ago, and when I saw that, when I saw Misty and her have having you know when she was um after she had taken the drugs and she saw Misty, I was like that's such a weird scene like that just mm-hmm. never has an explanation. So I'm really actually quite glad that they said that that's going to come. Yeah, to that mean is good. something. Yeah. I was the same. Because also out of time. It's out of time. It's out of the wilderness time. So what the fuck does that mean? So weird. That is so weird. Well, it's kind of like similar how we saw um, in the last episode, we saw it was young Nat who hugged adult Mm -hmm. Lottie. Remember that? Like, like, sort of. Yeah. It wasn't. And so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it is interesting for sure. I mean, obviously these characters are one and the same. And obviously, like, you know, it kind of speaks to that, like, thing you talk about in psychology where it's like you have to protect your, like, inner child and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's the same sort of thing in trauma, I don't know, in this show. But, um, yeah, it's really, yeah. It is interesting. That would be cool to see that come back around for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I look. After still want to know what happened to Harvey, though. Still want to know <laughs> what happened to that child. <laughs> <laughs> we will find out, I am sure. Because, oh, Eventually. there was a... I mean, there was one, I think he was, like, in the literally one part of this episode where, like, uh-huh. they looked at him and he, like, in when Shauna was giving birth, like, in the mm. bad part. And, um, uh, yeah, he kind of, like, looks away. And I was like, yeah. what are you trying to tell me with this quick <laughs> one second? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see, but I think that you know, I think we've been doing this for about two hours now. Um, yes, it's it, so is, it has been a long time. Can I just ask you one so. thing quickly? Two, sorry, go two ahead. things before I go. Before yeah. we go, the first thing is 
do you think what happened to Sean at this episode, as in where she like went and had this time with her baby, if she was dead, was similar to what happened to Travis and Nat when they had near-death experiences and they saw something? Same sort of thing or different? Oh, that's an interesting question. I didn't even yeah, think cause, that. Because they're different. They're different experiences. But I wondered, because like, obviously Shauna does have it, if she's not dead, it's a near-death experience. My initial reaction, case. my initial reaction, and like as we touched on before, I think that Shauna actually did die and came mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Like almost like a resurrection. Like that's what, that's how I've perceived the scene. Yeah. But if it was near death, as in just on the brink of death, and that's mm-hmm. what she saw... No, that's that's such an interesting question. I don't even, I don't even know what that would mean and what they were being shown in that respect. Because what do they see? They see something well, about the darkness in that moment, right? Well, I th- I presume the thing would be that they were all eating the baby, right? That's that's mm. the that's the darkness there, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're like, obviously... interesting question though. It's, mm, it's okay. a, it's a hard one to, to. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like it's the same thing, but it could be. It could be. It could be. Um, in, in the right context and with the right explanation, I think. Yeah. You know? And the other question I was going to ask you: Do you think the characters are eventually going to go back to the wilderness? It just reminded me of like there's this part in Lost. Oh my god, there's this part in oh. Lost where 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 the the main dude I forgot his name. He goes, "We have to go back," and he like yells, "We have to go back." Um, we have to go back. Yeah. Um. Will they go back to the to the wilderness? I I don't actually think they went back though. So perhaps not. Um. I would not be surprised. It was more just him having it tantrum um okay a mantrum if you will Ma- um, mantrum wow <laughs> um <Amazing>. I... <laughs> just coin a new word that explains oh. all the patriarchy oh <laughs> uh, Alyssa I love you um Thank I think you. that um oh really <laughs> wow yes, wow really um I've known you for 20 years dude oh uh, 20 year anniversary um anyway yeah, yeah so i think i think that if we were to I, I i think if we were to think about it from i think that it will be a suggestion at the very least mm. so they will yeah. want to go back to where they were i don't know if they'll actually do it i think that i can or see whether they happening. could even find it again oh well, I, I think I, they would know i think i can see it happening in a future season just for mm. the sake of story, because it's yeah. an interesting concept. Like, if you found out, if you were told, season three, the older girls are going to the wilderness, would you not be like, oh my god, so interesting, right? Yeah, like, definitely. You know, yeah, it, so it is an interesting plot point. However, I don't really know what the execution would be and, like, how it would work. Yeah, it has but, to make sense, yeah. But I can't, I'm not, I would not count that out. At the yeah. same time, I wouldn't expect it, but it's... It's, I think it's a possibility because I think with any of these shows, there's always that question of if they would go back, especially when you're yeah. doing a back and forth. So, yeah. But anyway, 
Uh, great questions, Alyssa. Really oh, great. Thanks. Oh. I'm so glad that I can still make sense even in my sleep deprived state. <laughs> oh, I think you did a great job. You are ten out, of, 10 out of 10 all the time, Alyssa. <gasps> wow. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Yes, so I think that's it for today. Um, unless mm-hmm. there's anything else to add. Um, I think nope. that, you know, I, I think that We've been rabbiting. They should. I think they should be very. I think they should be very, very proud of this episode. Yeah. Um, All the cast, all the crew, showrunners, everybody should be super proud of this episode and what they achieved. Um. And I can't wait for next week. I'm. I'm I'm literally so excited for the episode. Yeah. Um, Which is really only three days. Yeah, it's only in three days, but I'm so excited to to watch it. Like I'm. I am buzzing. For it, like I actually Buzzing. probably yeah. the most excited right now than I have been mm. this whole time because I'm just so in. Especially because now we're approaching the end, I guess, act of the season. Like we've mm-hmm. got three episodes left, and I have a yeah. feeling all of them are going to be packed full of, um, yeah, nuggets. I information think so that too. we need. Yes, yeah. yes. So, now I'm excited. Uh, if you have uh, lost an hour and 50 minutes of your life <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> thank you. Uh, appreciate that. I'll try um, to cut it down a little bit, but yeah, we'll no, see what we can. Good. We'll I think see. it's we'll good see. for the most part. We'll see what happens. Yeah, if it's still an hour and 15 minutes, then clearly you know that it was all gold. Yes. Um, anyway. Anyway. Cool. So thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to our three listeners. Um, yes, I bid, I bid you farewell. I mean, adieu. I mean, what is that? Anyway, adieu. 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 Email us at houseofquigglypod at yeah. gmail.com. Hit us up at houseofquigly at Twitter. Is that houseofquiglypod at Twitter or is it houseofquigly at Twitter? <laughs> it's houseofquigly at Twitter. I love how we always do this. Like, it's literally an afterthought. But yes, no, our email is houseofquiglypod at gmail.com. So please email us if you have any thoughts. Um, and also, yeah, Twitter is just houseofquigly. Nice and easy to remember, but the Gmail was Excellent. definitely taken. Um, yes. yes. Thanks for listening to us. Wrap it on, um, you know, and uh, yeah, if this helps us process uh, batshit crazy. <laughs> show yeah in a good way yes. in a good way so we yeah. like talking about and a it. fantastic episode yeah all right okay see you next time bye, bye.